Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast, where we talk about all genres of rock and alternatives. So sit back, relax, have a drink, and enjoy the Freeform Rock Podcast. Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast. Today we have our usual suspect, Andrew Jacobs. Say hi, Andrew. Hi, Mark. Hi, Freeform Rock, uh, Freeform Rock Podcast listeners. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you didn't say the, the combat one this time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, did you watch any Golden Globes last night? No. Um, in fact, uh, I heard today uh, that Jimmy Fallon hosted, and I fucking hate Jimmy Fallon, yep. as most people well know. Um, so, uh, no, I, I heard about some of the winners, um, but uh, no, I, 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 um, I don't really watch award shows. Um, not my thing either do i but uh my girlfriend wanted to watch it we were watching and then freaking uh what's her name meryl freaking streep got out meryl streep yeah i heard about that she's an idiot man it's like some guy said on uh, facebook today i'm not a liberal i'm not a democrat but if she wants to help disabled people why didn't she call out those four people beating up that disabled kid you know why did she have to say that uh, Trump is a bully when he doesn't think he's a bully at all? He says, "People, he says, look, we're dropping bombs in all these countries, and he's a bully." And I said, "Come on." <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, that I, I, I used to watch award shows all the time. I, in fact, it was kind of a ritual when my parents were alive, um, and then uh, I did it for a bit uh, uh, with my brother and my wife, but. Uh, we're actually gonna. We are gonna planning on watching the Academy Awards this year. We haven't watched the Academy Awards in like three years. So, um, but generally speaking, I don't care about award shows. Yeah, I don't either. I, I, I think the last one I watched was the American Music Awards two years ago because Van Halen was on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then after they played, it was over for me. I walked out, and the rest of the family watched it. <laughs> I was done. I hate yeah. award shows. It's just, it's nothing but a liberal platform anymore. It's nothing but any political platform, by the way. They, they just spew their, their shit up there. They're one percenter crap. I don't see them doing anything to help anybody. I just see them sitting up there talking shit and not doing nothing about it. So I don't believe them. I hate freaking actors, actors, and stars, man. At least the music business does shit for people, you know? I don't see those actors doing nothing for people. We have Live Aid, we had Dio's Hearing Aid, we had Farm Aid. You know, at least the music industry puts the money where their mouth is, you know? Yeah, and added to which, the majority of movies that come out are terrible. Yeah, it's a lot of shit coming out, man. And people still try to copy Airplane and don't work. (laughs) (laughs) I think scary movies were the best until after the Wayans Brothers left. Yeah. Well, those are awesome. Well, let's get into this al- album we're going to uh, review today. Uh, oh, wow. 1994, right? Yes. Uh, 1994's uh, great freaking album by Soundgarden called Super Unknown. What were you doing in 1994, Andrew? Well, in 1994, uh, I uh, was working at my first full-time job. Um, and I actually, uh, that year I put out a, uh, a record, uh, the one and only record that I've ever put out. I started a record label called Black Coffee Records, 
uh, and uh, I put out this record by some uh, some kids who had uh, either they were in their senior year of high school or they had just graduated. In fact, I think one of the guys was like a sophomore or a junior in high school. Anyway, I put out their record. The band was called Bob Wolf. Uh, the record was called The Vinyl Gift. Um, it's unfortunately not... Uh, I, I don't have a copy of it, and it's not available uh, to listen to anywhere, not on YouTube, uh, nowhere, not anywhere for download or anything. But uh, that was that was a lot of fun uh, doing that record. And uh, as far as Soundgarden, um, I was aware of them uh, when uh, Mo- Bad, Bad Motorfinger, the album prior to Super Unknown, came out, and uh, Rusty Cage and Outshined and Jesus Christ Pose were... Uh, getting uh, a lot of airplay on MTV and the radio. Um, and uh, I didn't actually get into Soundgarden, though, until like the mid-90s, probably about 1996, 1997. Um, but, uh, yeah, this I, I love this album. In fact, this is my favorite album of the 90s. Um, spoiler alert. But, uh, yeah, this to me is just a fantastic album. Uh, perfect album from start to finish and uh i love soundgarden i they're uh just a great great band yeah i got into them the same time you did well you didn't get in you got into 1996 i got when i first saw the video for rusty cage i was hooked and then outshined man what freaking riffs these guys freaking came up with man it's just it's like they're a mix between metal punk grunge they do everything. They're, you can't confine this band to freaking even pop, dude. They they sound like the Beatles on a lot of songs. So they they are all over the place, and they're a cohesive unit that just comes up with some good shit. And I remember 1994. I couldn't decide which album I liked better, which was uh, this album and uh, Vitology by Pearl Jam. I kept going back and forth, man, on those two yeah. albums. Yeah. Well, I think I think this album has beat Vitology over the years, but I still love Vitology with Spin the Black Circle, man. That song just gets me every time. Spin, spin, spin the black circle. <laughs> I love both these bands, man. Yeah. Well, let's get into this fine album. And also, uh, I don't know. <laughs> let's just get into this album. we got track number one, Let Me Drown. What do you think of this? This is my second favorite song on the album. This song is just fucking awesome. A great album opener, uh, kicking ass from right from the get-go, uh, and uh, yeah, just a great way to open this album. Um, you know, Chris Cornell uh, just uh, doing his uh, Banshee scream. Uh, I, to me, uh, Chris Cornell is kind of reminiscent of uh, Robert Plant um, in, a, uh, in some ways. And uh, I, I know that uh, I think that Led Zeppelin were definitely a big influence on Soundgarden. Um, I, I, I don't know that for certain. I've never really uh, like researched uh, Soundgarden like to find out who their influences are. But uh, I certainly wouldn't be surprised if Led Zeppelin was one of the main ones. I think it was uh, Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath are their main yeah, influences. Yeah, that that I can hear too. I mean. Black Sabbath, more or less, uh, were the godfathers of grunge. They yeah. uh, definitely uh, were the precursors to uh, what would eventually become 
the grunt, um, you know, grunge music. But yeah, this is a great song. Yeah, Neil Young and Crazy Horse also with the grunge sound. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, this is a great opening track. It's one of my favorites off the album, and this album totals in seventy minutes in length. And I just there's not one bad song on there. Spoiler alert. But let's get into this. I love this song. I love Kim Thrall's freaking guitar, grunge, freaking solos, man. He just kicks ass. Matt Cameron on drums, which he's in Pearl Jam. He actually does both bands now. He's a fucking, and in Temple the Dog. Fuck, this guy's a warrior. I, I always said I'd love to see uh, Temple the Dog open for Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. Freaking watch Matt Cameron get a workout. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be freaking awesome. Okay, let's get into track number two, My Wave. What do you think of this one? This is another awesome one. This is another just, uh, you know, another, uh, you know, kick-ass song. Uh, you know, great uh, great jump, uh, drumming from uh, Matt Cameron. I love the, uh, the, the, drum, uh, the drum pattern in this song, or drum patterns, rather. Um, yeah, it's this is just another great song. Um, it's uh, you know heavy as you know all hell. Same with uh, let me drown. Uh, great, you know, great way to start the album. Yeah, that's a great song. I love the lyric. Don't come over here, piss on my gate. <laughs> <laughs> freaking love that song, that lyric, man. And freaking Cornell's voice, man. He's just like freaking awesome man he's like one of the top 10 singers of all time if not oh, top yeah. five and he could still bring it man freaking i love this song like in the one out i still uh ralph gets on me because i don't like it when artists change but he changed on one album solo album he did like a hip-hop album and frick come on man he's not a hip-hop artist don't do it and luckily he went back to soundgarden after that piece of crap album called scream fucking sucked ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a great song. I love the rhythm. I love the in the middle, and then it just stop drops and goes. Yeah. It's a great song. Matt Cameron's freaking drumming is phenomenal as always, man. Great, great way to open an album. And then we get to track number three, "Fell on Black Days." What do you think of this one? This one's pretty good. It's not one of my favorites. I don't uh, dislike it. I don't dislike any of the songs on the album. Um, there's a couple, there's a, well, actually there's, uh, there's actually three songs that I'm just not that crazy about, but I don't dislike them. Uh, and this is definitely, this is one of them. Uh, you know, it's kind of a, kind of good to kind of, you know, go a little, uh, softer after the, the first two, uh, uh, songs like, you know, basically take your head off. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a good song. It's um, uh, you know, it's just not uh, not one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a great song. I love it. It's one of my favorites off the album. I just love the way he sounds. I fell on black days, and then he goes, "Watch it!" He just screams a little bit and brings it down again. I, yeah. I this is one of my all-time favorite Soundgarden songs. I'm very into the soft. You know, the light and shade stuff. Like Ian always says on, uh, what is it, um, the Rock and Combat Metal Combat bleh, podcast. Sorry, guys, I'm kind of tongue twisted right now, but that's a great, great podcast. You guys should check that out also. And then uh, we get into Mailman. What do you think of this one? This song's awesome. I love this song. It's slow, it's, 
it's it's real doomy it's uh i i mean yeah this is a great great song um this is like i and i i love the part uh i know i'm heading for the bottom then the but i'm riding you all the way and he gradually sings louder and louder doing the uh, Robert Plant thing. Uh, great, such a great song. I love it. Yeah, it's a great song. It's got that Black Sabbath-y doom and gloom in it, man. Freaking, I, I just love the grunge. This is like grunge punk, man. I love this yeah. song. Fucking kicks ass. Then we get to track number five, Super Unknown, the title track. What do you think of this one? This is another awesome one. Another great title track. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is a, it, I mean... Yeah, I mean, it, uh, you know, this out, it, it, it's just this album just, you know, is just so consistent, so consistently good, in my opinion. Um, and this is certainly no exception. Um, and uh, I, uh, I know, I, I, I don't know all of the lyrics. I mean, I know, I, I, I know, I have a general idea of, of, of the lyrics. I've listened to this album a million times. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, I, I, but I mean, I absolutely love the lyrics and, and, and in particularly in this song. And I think, uh, super unknown is a great, uh, uh, album title and song title. And it's, uh, you know, there's a lot, you, you know, you alive in the super unknown. That's just, just conjures up so much like imagery to me. Just a great fucking song. That's a great fucking song. I love it. I agree with everything you said. Not much more to say after that. It just kicks ass, man. I like. I love it a lot. I mean, Chris Cornell is a is a great lyricist, man. And uh, he actually didn't write all the songs on this album, which I was surprised. And they really, the other guys wrote a lot of the music, so it was pretty cool, man. So this is a real band. I thought it was the Chris Cornell show, but I guess not. After reading this on Wiki, that they actually really contributed a lot to this album. And then we get into a song that Cornell did not write, Head Head Down, which Ben Shepard wrote it, and, and Shepard wrote the music to it also. What do you think of this one? I love this song. I think it's a great song. It's definitely a lot different than everything that's come before. Uh, it's, you know, it's 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 a kind of a slow, uh, and it's, it's, it's more in like a... Like a, like a, I don't know, kind of, just kind of an experimental vein. Um, it's very emotive. I've actually cried while listening to it. Um, it just, it, in, it just brings out emotion in me um, when I, when I've listened to it in the past. Uh, and uh, the way uh, Chris Cornell sings it uh, is very emotional to me. Um, just a great song. It's, uh, you know, it. It's weird. It, it 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 doesn't sound like anything else on the album, but it, it totally fits the album. Um, there's a few other songs that are the same, that don't sound like any other songs, but they fit. Uh, and this is, you know, this is one of them. A great fucking song. Yeah, I, I love this song, man. It's probably different on the album because Cornell didn't write it. It's Ben Shepard, yeah. the bass player. I just I like the freaking the drum rolls on this with freaking Cameron and and uh, the the guitar going ram 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 in the beginning and it just speeds up and 
Yeah, this song is a great emotive song, and it, I think this would have been a good single too. You know, you actually, know. you know, you know who this sounds like? It sounds like Hendrix. It sounds like it could it could be a Hendrix song. Yeah, I could I could see that M- right? musically anyway. And it, but it has that uh, the way Chris is singing it. It sounds like it could be a Beatles song. Oh yeah, he could hear the Beatles influence on this song, which is awesome. I know they're a huge Beatles fan. Who isn't? Yeah. People yeah. like. Uh, I think Ian said on the last show, he said, people don't like the Beatles or the Rolling Stones. I don't trust them. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's freaking, I, I feel the same way, Ian. It's freaking great song. I love the freaking, just the riffage and, and just the, the draw of this song and just the drums are just, he, he goes, head down. It sounds like something the Beatles would do, you know? It's freaking yeah. awesome. It has those little sound effects in the background, little little teeing on the uh, cymbals. I love it. And then we get into, I think, the biggest song off this album was Black Hole Sun. What do you think of this one? It's a great song. Um, I am I'm very burnt out on it. Uh, usually when I listen to the album, I do skip it. I'll, I, I'll admit it. Um, I've just heard it so goddamn much over the years. I didn't, it's still played on uh, uh, Lithium on uh, Sirius XM all the time um, but it is a great song in any case I mean it's and speaking of the Beatles I mean this is very Beatlesque. in fact I mean it's almost uh, uh, you know it, it's it sounds like they were basically almost paying homage to the Beatles with this song um, but it, I mean it's video. a great song <laughs> yeah yeah the video's a trip I remember seeing the video all the time. Um, but yeah, it, it's a great song. Yeah, it's a great song. Total Beatlesque. Freaking, I loved it when it's so. It's it's a burnout song for me too. I agree, but I don't skip it because I still like it. I'll still listen to it. You know, I don't. I get burned out of songs, but if I'm listening to the whole album, I listen to it. I don't skip because it's still a great yeah. song. I love it. I just love the guitar solo. I love the the feel to it. I love the way Chris sounds. The drums. The video was a freaking acid trip. That's why I freaking I think this is a homage to freaking I am the Walrus. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 the he's the Eggman in this song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or is he the Walrus? <laughs> <laughs> I love this song, man. And then we get into the I think this was the first single off the album, Spoon Man. What do you think of this one? Yeah, it was. It, I remember when they. Uh... I think I, I, I remember when MTV uh, world premiered uh, the video for this song. I, I watched it when they world premiered it. Uh, great, great song. Uh, another song that is still heavily played on uh, the, on the radio, on uh, Lithium, on Sirius XM. But I'm not sick of this one. I still love it. I Whenever I listen to the album, I still listen to it. I'm not burnt out on it. Um, I, think, uh, I think maybe because it's not as... Uh, it's not as mainstream sounding as Black Hole Sun. I mean, Black Hole Sun, I wouldn't say is mainstream sounding per se, but it's definitely more, uh, it's not as heavy, definitely not as heavy as uh, Spoon Man. I so thought Black Hole Sun I... was very creative, except it is Beatles, but it didn't sound like anything else that came out in 1994. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Spoon Man is a great, great song. Yeah, Spoon Man's a great song, and he also had... Uh, artist the spoon man who played the spoons on the song <laughs> which is awesome i like the spoon solo and i like it in the video how he's just going off on them spoons man yeah it's freaking awesome man who thought you could use spoons as an instrument 
know, yeah. I can have all that rhythm that that guy has, man. It's a great track. I love this song. I'm never burned out of this song. I just freaking love it to hell, man. It's a great-ass song. And then we get into track number nine, Limo Wreck. What do you think of this one? This one is my least favorite song on the album. It's uh, uh, it's kind of fillery sounding to me. Again, I, I don't dislike it, um, and I, I don't skip it when I listen to the album. I, when I listen to this album, um, uh, generally speaking, I except for Black Hole Sun, just because I'm so burnt out on it, I listen to every song. Um, and this one, eh, I, I just never got into it. Yeah, it's a good song. I could see where you say filler because I, I, I wanted to go to get to the next song because I really love the next song. This song's good. I like it. It's got that freaking black Sabbathy dong, dong, dong where the yeah. guitar is like Iron Man-ish except slower pace. <laughs> I freaking, I like it, but uh, the next song is my favorite. Let's get to that one right now. Well, Day I Tried to Live, what do you think of this one, track 10? Um, I think this one is just okay. Oh, wow. Um, it, it's one, another one that's not one of my favorites. Uh, I like it better than uh, Limo Wreck, for sure. Um, and yeah, it's I, I do like that. Um, uh, lyrically, it's really cool. Um, and uh, I like uh, Chris Cornell's vocals on it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, you know I, I, it's ju just okay in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't know. This song has always stood out to me as like, one of the best. I just like to say, day I tried to live, I wallowed through the blood and mud, you know, and his voice just keeps getting, day I tried, he just keeps getting yeah. louder and louder and just shows the emo so much emotion in the song, the bass and the bidding of boom, 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 So good rhythm with the guitar and Matt Cameron kicks in with those drums when he just starts screaming. I freaking love this song. It's my favorite off the album. And then we get to track 11, Kickstand. What do you think of this one? This is my third favorite song on the album. I absolutely love it. It's uh, it's a, it's like, it's very punky, punk sounding. Um, and to me, it kind of sounds like a bit of a throwback to uh, Soundgarden's 80s uh, era. Because um, when they started out in the 80s, they were, uh, I think they were kind of more uh, punk sounding. Like Ty Cobb? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. On uh, yeah, that's a great album too. Down on the upside. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely in that in you know in that vein. Um, but yeah, I absolutely fucking love it. Just a great draw, you know. Because I, I grew up on punk and uh, hardcore music, so it's kind of in my blood at this point. And uh, yeah, third favorite song on the album. Yeah, and it comes in at a whopping one minute and thirty four seconds, so it is a punk <laughs> punkish song. Yeah. Yeah, I like this song, man. It just gets to the point, gets you rocking, punking out. I freaking love it. Great song. And then we get to track number 12, Fresh Tendrils. What do you think of this one? And this is my first favorite song on the album. Absolutely, positively love it. Just a perfect fucking song. Um, just everything great about Soundgarden, um, to me, is uh, reflected in this song. Uh, just awesome vocals from uh, Chris Cornell and great great lyrics um, just I, just a perfect fucking song I absolutely love it yeah the song was co-written with a uh, drummer Cameron and Cameron did the music yeah I like the way Chris Cornell's voice changes that long time coming 
He's got that like draw, slow draw, and where he's not really, he's not singing at his full capacity, which is awesome. I like how he could like slow it down. And kicks ass. I love this song. And in track number 13, 4th of July, what do you think of this one? I love this song as well. Totally awesome. In fact, it almost uh, was one of my top three favorites. Uh, in fact, there's, I, it, it was a, really hard for me to pick uh, my three favorite songs uh, for this album just because so many of them are so great. Um, and there's so many of them. And there's 15 songs um, to choose from. Uh, but uh, yeah, this song I absolutely love it. Um, you know, kind of in the vein of Mailman, just slow and sludgy and doomy and just real. You know, you feel you feel dirty listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> you feel yeah. like you have to take a shower after you listen to it because it's so goddamn just you know dirty. <laughs> And this song is done in the key of Sabbath. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is total, total, total Sabbath right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is a freaking great song. I just, he's doing that slow draw again with his voice. And the guitar is going, dun, 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 dun. Again, this great song, man. I love it. Then we get into track 14, half. What do you think of this one? This one's interesting. Um, And I think it's a good song. is that Ben Shepard? Yeah, Shepard wrote this song by himself again. Yeah, and did he do the vocal parts? I have no was... idea. I haven't checked that out. Yeah, because I, I think so... I remember reading that... Yeah, he did ben... lead vocals Yeah, on I... track uh, 14. Yeah, that's him, and guitar. Yeah, it's... it's it's <laughs> Again, this is one that doesn't sound anything like any of the other songs, but it fits. Um, and that's, you know... You know, it's it's rare for bands to be able to do that. A lot of times, when they put these uh, out of the box songs on their albums, a lot of times they don't work. But uh, in Soundgarden's case, I mean, every song, every out of the box song that you know doesn't sound you know like uh, other ones on the album, mm-hmm. you know, def totally fit the album. And this is uh, you know, it's it absolutely works. Great, you know, good song. Yeah, this song reminds me a lot of Jane's Addiction. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, good good call. Yeah, this is like a Jane's Addiction. This is something I would expect on a Jane's Addiction album. It's not one of my favorites. I feel like it's it's a filler track, but it's cool. It's weird. It gets you listening to it. So is that Chris? Like, I didn't even know. I thought Chris Cornell sang it. And yeah. I had to look it up right now because you asked that question. <laughs> it's a great song. It's, it's okay. It's not great. And then we get into track 15 and ends the album, Like Suicide. What do you think of this one? Great song, great album closer, uh, great way to end the album. Even though it's seven minutes long, it's it 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 totally works. It uh, it, it doesn't uh, it's not boring at all. It it's got great evo- you know great vocals from uh, Cornell. Uh, you know, just a great yeah, just a great way to end the album. Um, you know, it and uh, yeah, just I. I think it's a per, you know, it, this is a uh, one. It's a very, it's a rare album where it's. It, I mean, I, I would, I would, um, I would, I would call it a perfect album in in my opinion. Um, even though there are songs that, that I'm not that that I'm not that crazy about on it, um, I think as an album, you know, it it's it's perfect. <laughs> 
uh, when people used to make albums for albums, not just singles, you know? There's yeah, some... and, and that's another thing about this album, even though, you know, obviously it's, uh, it's it, you know, it's of the time with, you know, 15 songs and being as long as it is, um, it, it, it doesn't, it, it's not like, uh, like, like Kiss is Hot in the Shade where there's so much goddamn filler. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's some filler on this album, but it's, it's very, there's like only like maybe one or two songs. The rest of it is just fantastic. Yeah, I agree with you. And this is a great, this is a great way to slow, it's slow. You come in with a limo, you come in with the first song, Let Me Drown, and it end with a slower track like Suicide. But the vocals and the instrumentations are just so perfect. I love it. And Chris Cornell's voice. And we didn't really talk about Kim Thrall, man. This guy is a very underrated guitar player, man. Yeah, yeah, he's a fantastic guitar player. He's a very fantastic guitar player, and I think he's awesome, and I'm glad Soundgarden's got back together. I'm glad that, I don't know if you heard their last album, which was really good. I uh, can't remember, uh, freaking remember the album right now, but it's freaking good. It had some great tracks on there. It's kind of long like this album, but it kicks ass, man. And they did, a, they did a, a also, re, before they made that album, they also did... Uh, a uh, song for the Avengers, which was awesome, was an awesome song too, man. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, do you have any thoughts on Chris Cornell and his other bands? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I do. I like Audio Slave. Um, I don't like uh, the other three guys in Audio Slave. <laughs> yeah. uh, AKA uh, Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yeah. um, I. You know, those guys are, you know, commie hypocrites, and I can't, I can't stand them. And I, I particularly can't stand Zach De La Rocha, but uh, at least Audio Slave has, uh, you know, Cornell on vocals, and, um, you know, I, did he play guitar in that band? Uh, Cornell, yeah, he played some guitar in that band, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's, oh, I was just going to say, yeah, it's not, I, uh, you know, it, it's it's not uh, it's definitely you know subject matter wise it's not all you know all the hypocritical horseshit that Rage Against the Machine are known for. Um, you know, great. I it, I've only heard the first album actually from uh, Audio Slave, but I, it, it it is a good it is a really good album. All I mean, three I'm not are gonna actually lie. really good. Yeah, yeah, I was disappointed when they broke up, but Tom Morello said he just left and. He didn't want to break it up, and he's hoping one day him and Cornell could get back together because he feels that was the best music he ever made. Even with Rage, he thought that, that he had a band, there, a rock band. He's always wanted to be in a rock rock band, you know. Della Rocha hasn't said shit in years. It's Tom Morello that's been pissing me off, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom Morello needs to shut the fuck up talking about Castro and shit. What an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, freaking Those what, guys are th those guys are. I mean, they're they're like the ultimate capitalists too, and they're they're pretending to be communists. It's laughable. Yeah, the thing is, you know, Tom Morello is a huge fan of Extreme. <laughs> when of he the, went of the, the band, the Extreme? band, yeah, he's a huge fan of Extreme. I watched the uh, concert video, and Tom Morello was just glowing about them, telling. Uh, N Nuno that he was going to steal a singer for his band <laughs> because he loved <laughs> Gary Sharon 
uh, you Van Halen nut swingers out there who don't like Gary Cerrone, sorry man, I think he's a great singer. I think he was underutilized in Van Halen, and they get they did get those songs down live. I think you guys missed out. I think he did good versions of Roth, and um, really good, really good good singer. And I love Extreme. I can't wait till their new album comes out. And I I get everything Gary Sharon comes out solo bands. Freaking, I just I just love the guy. Nino solo stuff is kind of out there, but uh, I love Gary. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Do you have any album recommendations? Um, I'm actually going to recommend a movie. Um, I figured I'd kind of change it up. Uh, this is a movie that actually came out 10 years ago. Uh, and, uh, it's actually, uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, of the last 10 years. Um, there's been so few good movies that have come out, uh, in the past 10 years, but, uh, this one was definitely an exception. Um, it's a movie called Alpha Dog. Um, and it's, uh, the, uh, the stars of the movie, it's, it's basically like a who's who of young Hollywood at, at, at in, uh, the mid two thousands. Uh, the stars are, uh, Emil Hirsch, uh, Justin Timberlake, Ben Foster, Sean Hatosi, Anton Yelchin, oh, Olivia Wilde, Amanda Seif, yeah, huh? Anton Yelchin. Yeah, he died uh, last year, yeah. Um, And Olivia Wilde, Amanda Seyfried, uh, Dominique Swain, and also... said three hot women right there. (laughs) Yeah. Especially Amanda and Olivia Wilde. Yep. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And also, uh, another another two... The veteran, some of the older, well, veteran uh, uh, stars of this movie, uh, Sharon Stone and Bruce Willis and Harry Dean Stanton. Um, uh, Harry Dean Stanton is a great actor. He's been around forever. Um, yeah. And yeah, this alien. is a great movie. <laughs> yeah, the, the best Alien too, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, but yeah, this movie is definitely worth checking out. And uh, believe it or not, um, at least in this movie, Justin Timberlake did a great fucking job. I know you know his music is not you know not not the best not. You know, not my. It's certainly not my cup of tea, and no one, probably not the cup of tea of anybody listening. But you know, in terms of you know, actor wise, well, you never know. Some people on the show, like listen to the show like Abba. So. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, acting wise, I to me, he's better than a lot of Academy Award winning actors. I mean, he's, he's certainly a hell of a lot better than Julia Roberts and Sandra Bullock. <laughs> um, I think they're both terrible um yeah this is a great movie um and uh it didn't really do so hot it's um it's kind of a uh i'll I'll just i have the uh i'll have i have the plot uh, here i'll I'll just uh kind of uh read it uh johnny true love is a young marijuana dealer living in southern california his father sonny supplies him with marijuana which johnny distributes to his gang of friends including Jake Mazursky, who owes him a uh, $1,200 drug debt. Jake makes a failed attempt at asking his father, Butch, and stepmother, Olivia, for the money. Meanwhile, Butch and Olivia are dealing with their rebellious teenage son, Zach, who admires his older brother. A fight breaks out between Jake and Johnny when the former tries to pay Johnny only part of his debt. After back-and-forth retaliation, Johnny and his friends, Frankie and Tico, 
go to confront Jake in person, but when they arrive at his house, he is nowhere to be found. As they leave, they find Zach walking on the side of the road and decide to kidnap him with the intent of holding on to him until Jake pays his debt. And I'll just kind of leave it at that. It's it's based on a true story, um, and uh, I highly recommend it. Um, checking it out, great movie. Yeah, uh, on Justin Timberlake, that guy is a good actor. I don't know if you've ever seen him host Saturday Night Live. The guy. Oh is, yeah, oh the yeah. The guy is hilarious, especially yeah, he's great when on he Saturday gets Night with Live. your favorite guy. <laughs> oh yeah. Jimmy Fallon, where they do the Barry Gibb show. It's the Barry Gibb show. <laughs> We're rubbing it. <laughs> you gotta admit jimmy fallon's funny when he's with that guy <laughs> yeah no he was he was funny at times on saturday night live I, yeah i won't lie yeah. yeah and yeah he's definitely funny with timberlake yeah man i i love it and when he did the like he was doing the in front of the stores going it's back of time, you know, <laughs> singing again, trying the Santa Claus and stuff. This is my corner. No, this is my corner. And they were doing a dance off and stuff. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> well, I got a, I got a brand, a brand new CD that came out in September by a new band that I absolutely adore. They're called Crobot. Their second album, Welcome to Fat City. If you like Zeppelin, if you like old type rock and roll, like, the Rival Sons are doing. This is a freaking throwback album. It's like their first album was. This album I've been listening to for a week. I can't stop listening to it. It's freaking great vocals, great instrumentation, great guitar solos. They're going to even have a, a video where they're saying, this is your dad's rock. And they're sitting there like playing to these old men with no shirts on <laughs> it's freaking hilarious man it's called not for sale you should check out that video andrew it's hilarious because <laughs> you know how they call old time music dad rock so they're they're taking the mantle of dad rock and taking it in another direction in the video they're just sitting there they're saying they're not for sale so i guess they're saying they're dad rock and fuck you yeah <laughs> it freaking kicks ass man i love that band crowbot Great freaking band. I think they opened up for um, Sabbath a couple times. Uh, somebody was telling me that they saw them and they were good live, too. So check that out. And I um, want to thank you again, Andrew, for being on the show. Cool. And you, you'll be on here for 2112 in the coming weeks. Yes. And, uh, man, have a good week. You, too. All right. Thank man. you again. All right. Take it easy, man. Okay. All right. Bye.
Now I have some promos from some friends of mine. Take it away, guys. Hey, Headbangers, you want your own radio show? Well, you got it. On Thursday nights here on that metal station, join me on the Dr. Fuck Show. Go in the chat room, and I will make you my co-host. That's right. Everybody that joins me in the chat room, I discuss whatever you guys want to talk about. I'll mention your name. I'll say what you say, and we're going to go back and forth. And I'll even fucking play whatever request you want, unless it sucks. Then I ain't playing it because my show rules and only songs that rule is allowed right here on that metal station. The Dr. Fuck Show airs live Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Then they repeat it on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Hope to see you there. Well, no, no, fuck that hope. I better see you there, motherfucker. Hey, 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 DJ Big Bushy here. And if you like the beer cold, the women hot, and the music loud, then get your ass to the biggest party on ThatMetalStation.com, the Big Bushy Power Hour, every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Big Bushy Power Hour, it's the biggest party with the biggest beer. Huh, three sides of the coin? Nah. Uh, some other podcasts? Nah. Ah, here's one. The Terrence Reardon and Friends Podcast. Yes, folks, tune on in to the Terrence Reardon slash Terrence Reardon and Friends Podcast exclusively on Podbean and also on iTunes. And Terrence reviews classic rock, hard rock, metal, and whatever comes to his brain. And it's albums that he loves. And there's no rap, no country, no current pop, no alternative, and especially no Sammy fucking Hagar on the show. So tune on in to the Terrence Reardon slash Terrence Reardon and Friends podcast every Friday. New episodes up. Only on Podbean. Thank you and merci beaucoup. Hey man, thank you guys for supporting the Freeform Rock Podcast. I just wanted you guys to do me a little favor. On the right hand, on the left hand side of my Podbean page, there's a link. It says Amazon link. Click that, and if you guys want to buy anything off Amazon, and you don't cost you any more money to buy, it just gives me a little kickback so I could upgrade this podcast for you guys because I do do it for free, and it helped me a lot so I could upgrade and get mixers and stuff like that. And also, I just want to thank you guys for getting me over 2,000 downloads. I really appreciate that. I know it's still a small, budding podcast, but thank you guys and tell your friends about it. And also, join the Facebook page on Freeform Rock Podcast. I let everybody and anybody in who, who will contribute. And also, on the pinned post, it's my Amazon link also, guys. You guys have a great day, and God bless.